Yo, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Raz Guys Podcast. I'm Walkers, and here is we is Coach K. That's right. No, actually, you, know, you know what's going to happen. Over time, as we build up and get more episodes under our belt, I'm going to look back and listen to what you called me at the beginning of every single episode from beginning to end. I don't know, man. I'm just going to keep giving you names until someone, one sticks. Yeah, I feel like you're just winging it, and every single week I have like a different name. I think last week, last time it was RoboCop. Yeah, it's RoboCop now. Do you not remember? No, I, I remember. <laughs> now, okay, let, let me be honest with you about that nickname. Some of these nicknames I've never liked, and I never understood why I got them. Like, the, the RoboCop one, basically, this was when I first started going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know where the RoboCop, I think it was just because... Oh no! I know why. I, I think I'm. The way have an you used to walk, and yeah. then you were, yeah. you were doing, you were in the cusp of doing a lot of press ups every night, so your chest was expanding. That sounds so gay, but whatever. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. So my chest, I was doing so. Um, I was doing chest workouts like almost all the time. So I was doing so many pre- um, chest and shoulder workouts that there were times when my shoulders were like really sort of stiff, and I was trying to like uh, correct my posture because you know I used to bounce when I walked. Because I used mm-hmm. to watch a lot of, like, so, units. You used to walk like RoboCop, and you just be bouncing. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd literally be walking like a penguin, because I thought it was cool, because I watched um, G-Unit 50 Cent videos. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking, speaking of G-Units, I was looking through my... I, I was looking through all my shit. Guess what I found? I, I cannot believe that I actually bought a pair of shoes from the game. Yeah? Which shoes? Is The game, the uh, rapper. He had a... Yeah, yeah, cr- I know. I don't know. I found it. I found it before I came to New York, and I was like, "Can I still fit into these? Are these, are these shoes still? Uh, are these shoes still well made? Like, it looks crap, man." But anyway, going Wait, on. Which which sneakers sneakers are these? You know what they're called? No, I can't even remember. So many years ago, what I remember is this was when this was during the height of the game's popularity, and I just bought a pair. I saw a sneakers in Kilburn. I said, "Ah, and buy them." So it's not, it's not it's not the G unit sneakers. No, not those genius sneakers. I don't even think was gaming genius. Yeah, he was. And then he eventually split from genius, and there was a huge beef between him and Fifty Cent for quite a while. I know, I know, there was a big beef. I wonder what happened to the other guys. They're still there now. So there, but you don't, you just don't hear from them. Tony Yeo, I can't even remember who the other guys. Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks. Last time I saw them was in a Fifty Cent game. That's it. Well, it's the same way you could say that you don't, you don't hear anything from anyone from D12 anymore. Or like Wu-Tang. Or like mm-hmm. Outkast. I don't know, Wu-Tang, we still hear them because Dave Chappelle must, keep, must always give them their reference. Speaking of Wu-Tang, I saw a couple of uh, old Dave Chappelle sketches the other day. Wu-Tang Financial. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember that sketch. Uh, it was one of the older, older ones. And then there was oh, man, so, so many classic sketches. I still can't believe this guy did what he did in the very first episode of the show. Clayton Bixby. It was Clayton Bixby, the black white supremacist. Same guy, what is this bit to start a TV show with? Oh yeah, that's one way to start your show with a bang. You started with a bang and you just kept putting on some fire sketches every episode. Remember that one way it was like pretending to be like Godzilla? <laughs> no, no. Oh man, you gotta say that I watched through those classic sketches. But um, yeah, going back to the RoboCop thing, 
yeah, I used to walk up and down like a Robocop. And then, funny enough, it was when Kanye West released that album, 808 and Heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I love and that album. That song, Robocop, came out. There was so a song? To, there's a song called Robocop. That's where I think that's I think that's where the part of the nickname came from. No, I think they were just making fun of the fact that I had like a really stiff walk. A stiff walk. There was a Robocop song that came out from Kanye West. And one day we were playing it in someone's room and then you just walked in. And then for some reason, I'm not gonna name the guy, he just started laughing. I think that's why his name stuck. Oh <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you guys were haters, man. Honestly, you guys were assholes. Dude, let, let, let's call let, it let's just, let, let's, let's just point out the facts. You guys were fucking assholes. Let's call it speed speed. What dickheads each other back in studios, man? Not necessarily. I think, I think there was just a small group of people that just decided, like, they were part of a clique and they were assholes a lot of the time. That's just the facts. Like, it's not that deep anymore. It's not like anyone... Was it the cool guys? No, <laughs> it, it wasn't the cool guys. Like, I mean, like, in the Nigerian community... Like, there was actually some some hardcore bullying that used to go on. Guys, we used to bully each other, the hell out of each other. I mean, for fuck's sake, we would write down, we were hearing what every little word everyone would say and not let them live down the grammatical error or the sound we make. Yeah, exactly. See, even small things like that. Like, it's like when that guy said, he didn't know how to pronounce Greek. Greenwich. So it's a Greenwich. Okay, we do not listen. We do not listen. Okay, okay, okay. We didn't let that one die down. The, the, the thing is, I'm laughing like this now after after calling some people um out for bullying and stuff. That, that one was actually kind of funny. There was um, Greenwich. There was Greenwich. And there's someone now expanded it. I said, so how do you say sand, sandwich? You say sandwich. I said, Greenwich. Greenwich. There was another one. There was another bad one. Wow. Olympics. Olympics. I had one gaff of my own. Most people know that. Culture in that thing was so deep because I remember, you know, there was one time, you know, where I think one of the biggest fights we ever had back then was caused by the fact that one time when they were making fun of me, it was like there was a day when everyone just ganged up on me and was just, um, they were just insulting me back and forth, back and forth. Like everyone, because I walked into the room last and mm. then I can't remember the exact case, but like everyone was going at me. And I saw you laughing at me and I was like, ah, what kind of betrayal is this? So then, then, there was, so then um, going to the reason why we actually fought, the next time when you actually walked into the room last, I remember everyone started stroking you. They were talking about your uniform being um, like rumpled, like they were saying that you, like you were smelling of bio, that your shoes were looking grimy. They just started stroking you. So I, I beg, I beg. There was no issue with bio. I don't know what everyone was talking uh, about. No, this guy sometimes <laughs> had an issue with bio. Like you'd come in from rugby, like, like you come in from uh, after rugby. But basically, the whole reason why we actually even fought was because then I started making fun of you in a bid for revenge because I was so hurt at the fact that you were laughing along with them. I was like. You're supposed to be my guy. Guy, I'm not even going to lie, man. I don't even know how we... Guy, we were so close. So many times back in Estonia, so punching our faces in, man. And I remember that time, after one incident, we all sat down in your room and just started playing Street Fighter. Street Fighter, I think Super Street Fighter 4 came out. And we made peace. This was during the closing days of Estonia. So I was like, guy. Was it the closing days or like halfway through the final year? 
No, like the closing stages of Estonia's when everyone was done with the exams and the rooms were slowly emptying out. Really? And then you, yeah, you borrowed someone's Xbox 360. It was oh, OGs. I, it, it was, um, oh yeah, anyway, someone's, yeah. Someone's, no names. Yeah. Um, and then we just sat down, played Street Fighter, played Gears of War. No, Gears of War 2 was in poetry. Um... Yeah, no, I remember. It, it was kind of like we had like a little moment where we just recapped. Um, our time with studios. Yeah. Our time with studios because guy, yeah, we just a guy. We were dickheads to each other. But hey, man, we become better friends for this. So. Yeah, it was kind of like, well, bro, this is the end. Everyone's gonna go off to university, and we have really, we really have no idea why where life is gonna take us. Because. But out of everyone that I've met here. Honestly, I think you're the one mainstay in my life, and I'd like to keep it that way. And that's the kind of conversation we had. And funny enough, how many years later is this? So this was in 2010. This in 2010. Is it years? It's like seven years and three months later. Eight years. No, no, because it's 2018, um, but we're only three months into 2018. Yeah, I feel that. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, do you ever think about those days back in school? Sometimes, it's kind of like some of them have really vivid memories, and then some other times I remember just being on autopilot and kind of just living by default. Mm. I don't know, there's a lot I remember. I think I remember way too much, like just the minute details and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I, I, was out with a fr- I was out with a friend, no, like I was out the other day and we were discussing like just the idea of like sometimes the way like uh, in the summer, some of the girls used to try and tan. And it was just the funniest thing because they just couldn't really physically tan and they would turn red and they'd be talking to each other and telling each other like how they have like, oh my God, you have like the best tan. It's like, what? What are you talking what? about? What are you talking about? It's just, it's, uh, yeah, every, you know, what happens, everyone go off to summer, they'll now come back looking all brown and stuff, all tanned up and stuff like that. And then two weeks later, man, they just become as pissy as they did when they first came in, man. No, but some of them didn't even have legit tans. Remember the one, do you remember one of them who was notorious for getting fake tan? What? Oh, oh, ha. Don't, don't say the name, but do you remember? Oh, uh, yeah, I She'll do. She'll come I back do. and she'd be orange. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, I sent some foul play here. This one's not natural. Well, something on tan shops, man. I remember one day, I tell you, five of us, five black guys in the rugby team in uni, we just went to a tan shop. And the responses, you boys have to be. No, it was no, 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 no. It was the studios. It was a couple of us guys. It was uh, I'll use their aliases, man. I know it was B. I know it was Z. Mm-hmm. I know it was Woodsy. <laughs> Is that the time where they asked you if um if you had a super tan? No, when I went in there, they said, Ah, oh, but you, 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 you. Uh, excuse me, ladies. Do you do tan? And <laughs> <laughs> the most northern accents I ever heard. You've got to be joking, right? Oh man, you know some of those trips into town were actually so much fun if you really think about it. Too. It was such a welcome response from like just being stuck. Let's, in let's be honest. Let's be honest. We're quite a few Nigerians and uh, Africa, other African, another African representatives. Well, another one being Zambia. I had a white South African kid. We all just go into town to go and quickly go to, uh, was it uh, Sainsbury's, I guess? Yeah, it, 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 was Sain, it was Sainsbury's, and then sometimes we'd, go, we'd also stop and get like some kind of fast food, whether it was Chinese 
or chicken or something else. Like I remember quite a few of those journeys. Sometimes we went for Indian, other times it was Chinese. And this is the kind of like, we didn't have like great food options back then, even when we went into town, because this is a really small town. So like when I say Chinese or Indian, this is like the fast food that you find on like Just Eat. Mm, true that. Uh, we go in there and then we now see the other, the, uh, like people wearing uniforms from the other school. Remember that time we were just walking by? And we now hear this northern girl go, it's them black boys from Estonia. It, it, was, it was more like something that they muttered under their breath because they just saw us. And we're all just walking, feeling cool, like, yeah, man, we run this because town. Because there you know? were no black, like, because there are literally no black people in that town. So, like, when they saw us, it's like, oh, it's them black boys from Stoniers. Guys, let's call it Spirit Spirit. Our northern impressions are fucking terrible. But I don't remember mine. It was still hilarious. It was still hilarious, but, like... Uh, well, we're talking about the whole aging thing, because uh, it was Elisa's birthday this weekend. Oh, Elisa, okay. Elisa. Yeah. How you uh, feeling? How you feeling, bro? Well, before I recorded this, I just had the worst time of my life. Yeah, um, it was um, St. Paddy's Day as well, so that's... Uh, hey, St. Paddy's Day in New York. Hey, That's a legal combination, birthday and St. Paddy's Day at the same so, time. So let me explain what happened this day. Alright. I woke up at 5 a.m. to do some revision, because mm-hmm. I said there's no way I'm doing work today. Tell him. I got to the bar at uh-huh. 10 a.m. to watch... England and Ireland play each other. Okay. The final game of the Six Nations. Yeah. Ireland are playing England in yeah. Twickenham. And what happened, bro? Ireland decked the shit out of England in that hey. game. And guy, I was in a bar. Preach. I, no, I was literally in a bar. <laughs> I have never seen so many Irish people in my life. I said, guy. No way. Some of the Irish babes I saw, I said, hey. <laughs> what do you do and, and what do you do when you see these babes? I'm no, just like drinking my beer, watching the match. Yeah. Like that. you know me now. When it when it comes to England rugby, nothing nothing distracts me. Uh, we know you, bro. Why why why, why are you going here? <laughs> why are you going here? Like as if you're I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> why you here? Why you here? I'm just. <laughs> I, I just, I just started doing um, like ad libs to the story. So you're like, I walked into the, walk the bar. I was like, hey, what happened? So tell no, me. Nothing, there's nothing yeah. to say. It's just the yeah. bar was packed. <laughs> yeah. I watched the game. I saw England lose to Ireland in their home turf. Ireland won the Grand Slam. Yeah. Everyone started singing the Irish national anthem after the game. Everyone started getting drunk. I literally thought I saw two, two people fight, deck each other. I said, hey, sounds deep. Oh, so a, fight, a fight broke out. If I broke out in the bar, if I remember. Do you know what the fight was over? I don't even know. It was people were mad drunk. As it's got out, went to sleep, then went out for my birthday, got a little space, got horribly shit faced. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, tell us the detail, the details of like what happened on like your birthday and stuff. So who turned up? Oh, yeah. no, just a good friend, a couple of friends from school, the rugby club, yeah. uh, people I've known from back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was a nice time. I got a little space, got drinks. What's the What's uh, the tea though? What's the drama? Who kissed who? What, how do things escalate? Where's the sex? The intrigue? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was dancing. It was toasting. It was. <laughs> it was dancing. It was toasting. It was. 
Everything also so drama, but I don't want to. I don't want to delve too deep into. It. All I know is that uh, I did. No, 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 no. Now you have to tell us the story now. Okay, so <laughs> who was dancing with who? Who was kissing who? Where did the drama come from? I bet we was dancing. Everyone was dancing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Somehow, you know, sometimes when I get drunk, I start thinking I'm the best dancer in the world. And so, I'm not. <laughs> Were you dancing in the middle of the circle? I'll dance in the middle of the circle, then I don't realize sometimes I think we we both haven't cracked that I'm not a good dancer yet. And I love that. That is the, you know that's the funniest thing? Usually like if I'm in the club and like a circle kind of forms around me, like I'll just start, like the other time, I think it was like three weeks ago, I was out and I was in the middle of the circle and just to see whether people would just be like, hey, oh, anyway, I just started doing like random awful dance moves. So I started doing like, you know, like the robot, like the lame robot. People were still cheering for me as if I was doing like the best dance moves ever. I was like, wow, these people really don't get the fact that I'm just fucking around. Uh, like I remember when, remember when you first came to see me in uh, my uni? <laughs> yeah, I and, uh, and then you now clock that, oh, everyone thinks you're a good dancer. You're just there pissing yourself in the corner. <laughs> and then the next year, this is now a black guy that now is going to join the dance team. Like this guy was doing break dance, everything. I said, this guy just ruined my my, my streak, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be honest with you guys, like sometimes those guys go a bit too overboard, um, which can make you look better. Because I I remember there's like been a number of times I've been in the club, right, and I haven't been necessarily the best dancer in the club. And there's another black guy who I think is a great dancer, but because he knows that he's so good at dance. So there was this one guy in Switzerland in the club once, right. He was wearing, like, one of those jeans where one of the legs is long and then the other side is, like, cut in half. It's, like, short. He's wearing, like, these Air Jordans, these red Air Jordans. He's wearing his cap, like, to the side. So it's not front or back. It's to the side, like, in the old days, like, 90s, 50 cent. Um, <clears throat> and he's wearing a do-rag underneath it. And, like, they're playing all these hip-hop tunes and stuff, right? But the guy is doing... His moves are just way too extra. He would do, like, the, like a shoulder roll, then he'd be clapping his hands, like, hey, hey, in the middle of the dance floor. Everyone's looking at him like, uh, like at first people were like, okay, 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 yeah, kill it, bro, kill it, bro. And then they're like, oh, oh, damn, oh, oh, no, that's, that's, a, that's a bit too much, okay. Uh, yeah. and then, I, mean, I don't know about my dancing skills these days, but uh, my little sister just likes exposing how crap I am because my sister... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I beg of you, so don't dance near me. I was like, I want to dance now. Well, your little One. sister watches like all of the music videos. Remember when I came to your house and we're just- She watches, she observes them, and then she starts copying the moves like yeah. an hour or two to do this. I keep making jokes. I keep like, if you took your school work seriously, you'd be getting A plus all the time. Do <laughs> you know that, why that's sick? Because that's essentially how I learned how to dance. Yeah, true that. I remember when I remember one day certain babe, shout out to her, she's listening. Started abusing your dancing back in school. Yeah, because I think which school dance was this? I don't know. I can't remember which one it was. It exactly. was the grammar one. It was the grammar one. Yeah, grandma. and she was like, she was like, oh, come and dance with me. She singled me out. So it was you and me standing next to each other, and she's like, oh, come and dance with me. And then she's doing some moves, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what the heck she's doing. And I don't know what I'm doing. And then eventually she just gets fed up with me and says, oh, Kalada, you suck, man. You know, if you were a better dancer, you would get more girls. I was like, oh, wow, wow. Okay, well, okay. I mean, maybe that's in Lagos, man. But then again, you go to clubs in Lagos. Everyone's she, just... kept, she kept saying that to, um, to me particularly. And I think she said it to you sometimes as well. She said it from like age 50, 14 to like 
age up until age 18. So she kept saying that continuously up until the point where we actually went to university. My only is this, Lagos clubs. I'm just thinking about Lagos clubs, because well, Lagos clubs are house parties, because I don't know there. I know people will dance. But guy, this it comes so packed that you really can't, you can't really do anything. Nobody wants to go on the dance floor. And it no, wants, it no because, because no one wants to embarrass themselves. The only do is they know how to dance, man, guy. That's the thing. You start to stand there. Guys are just on their phone, tweeting. Well, that's bullshit, man. It's the worst. People like, you, see, you know what I hate about Nigeria? Um, uh, well, Nigeria, like people try to act as if they're the biggest partiers ever. They'll be like, ah, yeah, rocks tonight. We go turn up, bro. Da 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 da. And then by the time you actually get to the club or the house party, you're just standing in the corner on your phone looking at other, what other people are doing. I'm like, what kind of party is this? What is this, man? Uh, to be fair, everyone will just be on the phone and say, ah, where the hell at? Your party doesn't have any, man. You don't. Yeah, like, I, I get the whole vibe of, like, you know, just chilling out, talking to your friends. and That's fine. But don't make it seem as if you're hosting some kind of insane party bash where everyone's having the time of their lives, like some sort of gay, um, roaring 20s, um, great Gatsby type of party where everyone's just swinging and dancing. Alcohol's flowing, the lights are everywhere. Oh, the great Gatsby theme, that's a party thing that's been done to death. I'm tired of that. Which one? Bang, bang. No, great, great, great Gatsby themed birthday parties. That's something that's been done to death. I'm tired of it. No, I, I, actually, I actually really like them because if, if you dress up well, and some of the girls, some of the, the, these girls actually, some of these girls actually really show out for these parties and they look so good when they dress like that. Uh, it's cool, but man, I don't know. No, man, it's a complete shift from what you see nowadays. When you go out nowadays, um, you see, like, I don't know. I, like, I don't want to hate on anyone because, like, everyone can dress how they feel best suits them, um, them and how they want to showcase how they look. They, you know, people know how to dress themselves. But I just feel like there's just an element of class when ladies wear those kind of dresses and stuff. I, I think it's just a sh complete shift, and I, I think it looks quite cool. Fair enough. I mean, what else is going on now? Um, well, how, how do you feel being 26? It's nice, I really I've, just, feel... I've just exposed you to everyone. Yeah, so I can't lie about my age anymore. Well, I'm officially on the wrong side of 20. Um, to be honest, I don't really feel that much different. You know, the funny thing is, uh, yeah, I did celebrate, but part of me on the actual day, which was a Tuesday, mm -hmm. You begin to realize how less and less significant each birthday becomes as you get older. Why? Okay. Why do, why do you feel like your birthday this year is less significant than the one last year? I mean, think about it. These are milestones, you know. When you turn ten, when you become a teenager, when you become three sixteen, when you become legal to eighteen in the UK. I, mean, I don't know about twenty first, and then there's twenty first because of how you know. You're not allowed to drink in America until you're 21, all that kind of jazz. Then there's 25, and when you realize that you become a quarter century relic, and then, you know, from there, it starts, the significant ages is now 30, 40, 50, 60, <laughs> 70. But, okay, wouldn't you say that's more to do with, like, just societal standards of the milestone birthdays? I mean, yeah, I guess it's milestones. I, I think about it in milestones. But then again, I mean... No, but okay, think about it this way. Like, so we've been told our entire lives that the, the key, like the major ages that people can celebrate are like age one, age five, age ten, age uh, 
my ex one of my exes and I was like yeah because I um I saw her and I was like I was like Adalbi she's like what I was like Adalbi that's Lisa's ex she was like uh huh okay I was like Adalbi let's go talk to her she's like ah uh, why I'm like I don't know, let's just go troll her. She's like, okay, let's do it. So we just went to go and troll her and ask her a bunch of questions. I'm like, yeah, so, um, because she wasn't actually at your birthday dinner. No, I didn't let her. I yeah, mean. exactly. It was her and her and her crony friend. And uh, we walked up to her. <clears throat> We're like, hey, so uh, where, where are Lisa's friends? She's like, oh, it's really nice to meet you. Are you this person? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, she's like, oh, he's told me so much about you. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you guys. I was like, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so what's, uh, what's, what's been happening with you and Lisa, actually? I, um, last time I spoke to him, uh, he told me that you guys, were, you guys were seeing each other for a while. She was like, uh, uh, so she started panicking. She was like, oh, uh, yeah, Lisa and I aren't really seeing each other anymore. I was like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make this awkward. She's like, no, 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 it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite happy that he has great friends like you that came down to see him and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, so... Um, What's going on with you now? She's like, oh, well, you know, I'm training to become, like, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and, like, we're just, basically, we just started asking her, like, all kinds of super awkward questions. Like, she'd be telling us about her career goals and her future life plans. I'm like, okay, yeah. So, uh, how long were you and Elisa together for? <laughs> you guys are dickheads, man. <laughs> we're just asking all these super awkward questions. Yeah, I don't know what it was. What was that? I was like, oh... I think I had like this personal birthday battle off with some girl that was in the netball club. The netball club. So rugby and netball had a little bit of rivalry. And all I remember was like, oh, I invited a few of the netball girls, including one girl that I was like, we had a will they will they not that type thing. And I said, yeah, we'll come to my own. And then she now came for her, went for her friend. Like, um, just say her initials, not her name. S H. Oh, I think. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Was she blonde? Yes. Okay, okay, I know, I know who this is. Okay, yeah, because um, on that <laughs> night, a bunch of different girls, and I have no idea who these girls were. Maybe they were like uh, netball or something else. Netball, they, they had their own, they had their own birthday. They kept coming up to you and saying, Olisa, come to the bar, we're buying you shots. Oh, I'm buying you a beer. Like, this happened like five or six times. I remember you just being pulled to the bar and they'd buy you something. Um, free drinks. So much reduced free drinks. Oh man, that was some that was some next level drinking, you know though. Bro, I still look at myself and ask how did I survive my restaurants, man? Three years of that place. Three years of that kind of drinking. Like three years of that kind of drinking. I remember like the first time I went drinking with my brother, mm -hmm. I almost died. Then I go back to his university for his twenty first. And I've become more seasoned. And funny enough, this happened after our official welcoming party. You know what it is, but I can't legally say it because it was legal at the time. I think it still is legal, but you know what I mean, Carla. Which welcoming party? To rugby club now, or every sports club. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Let's, let, let's not get into the initiation stuff that they used to make people do. Well, it's not, what is initiation? It's called wel official welcoming. Nah, dude, to be honest with you, most of these... Uh, rite of passages that they do um, to these clubs or fraternities in America are pretty suspect because sometimes they make you do some really, f like they, yeah. they, make, they either make you do some fucked up shit to yourself or to other people and it's down to the person whether or not they conform but 
You know, there's there's all kinds of documentaries and stuff written about this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't really like talking about this because... What's, what's, what's the official term called? Official welcoming. No, not parts. welcoming. There's, there's like a term that they use in America for when they get newbies into their fraternities. I don't know, they make I don't know. Initiation rights. Uh, uh, pledge? I don't know. Yeah, they I'm call them just... pledges, but... Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, it's not coming no. to me, but... But yeah, long story short, yeah, I remember I had my official, my very own official welcoming to the club, and I went to Exeter the next day, and I was just sitting down there with a mug, a bottle of Coke, and some vodka, I started pouring it, I started drinking it, my brother's like, are you okay? I said, sure, after what I've gone through this week, this week, nothing is going to face me, let me drink this in peace. Started. That, that, to be honest with you, that Exeter to London is a is a long ass journey, man. That's a hot ride. I, I didn't even realize how long it was, because remember after the first um, SSB that we went to together, yeah. getting the train back to like uh, to Essex by myself, like I was completely hungover. I was still pretty drunk, and I got the train back wearing like the hula skirt, um, mm -hmm. the grass skirt that we were wearing, and I was covered in paint. And I think I was just wearing my jacket over my, the rest of my body, and there was like glitter all over my face and stuff. And people were looking at me like, "What the hell happened?" Bro, that is a walk of shame and a half. Yep. Only difference is, you did, did you get any that night? Nope. Damn. N none at all. Like <laughs> my first SSB compared to my second SSB are two completely different stories. Oh man, my second SSB was so lit, it was amazing. <laughs> it's like they say in life, you, you rarely ever get second chances, but if you do get a second chance, make it count, because seriously, that second night is one of the best nights I've ever had in my entire life. What was that in that, what was that, in that particular I think I was suffering during middle school. Yeah, because I invited, I, like, you, you know the funny thing, I even invited our close friend, with the name signed with the K, but he didn't come. Um, so in the end, it was just me and uh, three other guys, three other close friends, and we all made it packed that night that we're gonna go in and we're gonna go in hard. So the thing is, like, we didn't even really have pause, like, us, pause, like, pause, okay, pause, pause, no homo. <laughs> um, so before this party, all of us had been like working out, getting into shape, you know, this sort of thing, because it. Like, we also, so we decided to do the exact same thing. So I kind of tried to recreate the first one in a similar vein. So we're wearing, like, grass skirts. We had body paint, like, stuff on it. And, uh, like, so before the night, I was like, okay, guys, listen, we only have, like, a month to go. So you guys have to go to the gym. I have to go hardcore. Because by the time we get to this party, I don't know what you think you know about partying, but this is a completely different way of life. This party, girls are in lingerie, and guys are in boxers. And the guy who's like, if you, like, there's very little talking in this type of party. So you have to just make an impression with your face and with your body. <laughs> so you just have to go in there and do what you got to do. Um, so everyone went in. Everyone got ripped. For this. <laughs> oh my God. That's, I, I'm not even going to continue. Like, this, this night was just the biggest night of debauchery in my entire mm -hmm. life. Fair enough. Man, I don't even want to know. I'm just looking, I'm just hearing it. I say, guy, you're making me, you're giving me matches of nostalgia. All I mean, I mean, what else has happened? Speaking of K, remember when all of us, everyone got that MacBook and started going on GarageBand and started making songs? Yeah, 
<laughs> that was that was mostly um, that was mostly K though. But everyone wanted to hop on and like do features on his songs because he was a re- he's actually a really good um, rapper and lyricist. Man, whatever happened, man. But anyway, I don't want to talk too much about that. Yeah, let's not get into that because that's, 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 I mean, that's more of a deeper subject to do with like <clears throat> just friends disappearing and uh, life not going the way you thought it would go for certain people, and because of that, your friendships um, don't really go. Or do they become strained, or just becomes harder? But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, I think we about can, it. We can make that another episode, anyway. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I do. I am really grateful for this birthday, first birthday, somewhere else. Although I do miss the element of not having the family around. I'm not gonna lie. That's fun. As much fun as you do have here, it does get lonely here sometimes. And as I said, New York is a very, 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 it's a very, very easy place to get be lonely. If you get what I'm saying. It's a huge. It's a huge place, and I think being in that kind of large city, if you don't really have like, if you don't surround yourself, yeah, exactly. If you don't surround yourself with a good group of people, you're going to be very lonely in that place. And uh, sometimes I do it because it's the sort of life I take. It's the sort of life I. I won't say the sort of life I need. It's part of it is that I have a goal here. I have a goal, even though what you're seeing is. Might just be me having fun, uh, enjoyment, or minister of enjoyment, or whatever you want to call it. Well, but, the, from the outside perspective, for people who have a very limited uh, view of what you're doing in your day-to-day life, yeah, it might look like you're having fun all the time, but that's not always the case. No, I guess the reason I'm thinking about how significant this age is is because it's the first of the wrong side of the 20. And I'm not going to lie. Something my father told me, although I don't uh, agree to a certain extent, I don't fully agree, is that what you do in the later half of your 20s is going to dictate what path your life is going to take. But there is an element of truth to that. But I don't think, I think also that it's never too late to discover yourself. No, it isn't. Um, well, never too late. I mean, some of the most interesting people I know didn't know what to do with their lives. Hell, some of the most interesting people I still know still don't know what they want to do with their lives. Well, some of the most successful people in the world didn't actually really figure out what they wanted to do with their lives until, like, their 30s, 40s, sometimes even 50s. Like, um, like Oprah didn't really make it until, like, her 40s, if you really think about it. I'm not sure billionaire. Exactly. You'll get a car. She's had 20 years. Like, she, don't get me wrong. Even when she started, like, even when she became more of a worldwide phenomenon, she's probably had her fair share of challenges, but, like... Well, to be fair, a couple of actors, they, 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 got their, they got their break quite late into their career. Morgan Freeman, that man has looked like he's in 80, 70 forever. Yeah, exactly. Who, like, can anyone really name a lot of the things that Morgan Freeman was doing in his earlier mm-hmm. years? Yeah, youth, Desert Washington comes to mind as well. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, it's, I don't know, because nowadays it's far more, <laughs> like, back in, when we were growing up, you had no, um, you really, ha- you weren't privy to what everyone else was doing in the day-to-day lives. So if anything, when you saw your friends or when you saw other people, it was more of an event, it was more of an occasion because you have that um, element of separation in your day-to-day life. Now... No matter where I go, I, like, I'm always with you, and you're always with me. 
you could either go on Facebook, you could go on Instagram, you could go on Snapchat. You, you can always find me in some way, shape, or form and figure out what I might be doing. But back then, like, so it's very easy to compare yourselves to other people, but like, I don't know, like, you know, in horse racing, they give the horses these visas so that they can only see right in front of them. They can only see forward. So basically, mm -hmm. they only focus on running their own race. And like, that's how you need to kind of live your life. It's difficult because I think we've, we've been, we've all become quite addicted to some of these social media apps. So you I don't even, even lie. I think the one I'm on the most is, the one I'm on the most is Instagram. I don't even lie about that. Me too. Uh, and I actually spend more time on that than I would really want to spend. I had I still use Facebook once in a while, but I don't use it as much as I used to. And Twitter, the, the less I say about Twitter, to be fair, Twitter is how I keep up to date, as, as well as reading CNN and all that kind of jazz. Mm. <laughs> because, guy, yeah, although you just need to comb, comb those facts and see if they're real or not. I, you know, it's, it's so interesting how you can convince people to into thinking that you're living, like, the most awesome life. Well, like I said... Instagram is a highlight reel of your life. No, you can, like, well, you, you got to curate that highlight reel, so... You got to create that thing. If you want to depress people, you can depress it with depressing posts. If you want to make... If you want to stunt on people... No, like, so yeah, you can depress people by posting, like, by stunting on them. So, like, um, my friend Mike, actually, uh, well, crap. Yeah, my friend, basically, he always takes photos of me. Um, man, call him, man. Guy, you're slipping out this conversation. Yeah, I keep giving out games today. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. It's you keep slipping out this thing, man. Guy, legal ninjas are coming out of our street. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, I'll, I'll be more mindful. Basically, my friend who's always taking amazing photos of me um, that I use to um, for casting and like to get on to like, films and commercials and things. Uh, basically, like he's been taking so many nice photos of me recently. Because um, before, most of the photos I used to take were from my travels. So now, like, there's the travel photos, and then there's also the photos, like, sort of modeling photos, or, like, headshots and all these things. So then people have been like, oh, Cal, like, ah, oh, uh -uh, Cal, you look so good. Uh, uh, your life looks like, uh, what have you been up to, man? Like, people keep asking me questions, like, oh, like, this is really interesting. I love the photos you've been taking recently. What have you been doing? And then they saw I went to, like, fashion week and stuff. They're like, wow. Like... They, they, they think that I'm living like this super interesting life. Not to say that I'm not necessarily living an interesting life, but day to day, um, it's actually like, it's not as glamorous as people make it out to be. It's more glamorous than like comparatively to some other people. I'm very grateful for a lot of the things that I have and I have seen and I've had the opportunity to do in life. But it's not always sunshine and roses is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, true that, true that. Um, what else is going on? I mean, everything's cool, I guess. I mean, uh, I think after this hangover I had, I don't think I'll be drinking for a while. Ask me this question in two weeks. Um, are you Are you really gonna follow through with that, or are you just saying that for saying that sake? No, nah, I don't know. I'll, I'll try and limit how much alcohol I drink. Besides, alcohol is you, you know what? Can you actually go for a month without drinking? Do you, think you take, do you think you could take on that challenge? Technically, I could. Easily. In fact, maybe yeah. I should. Well, okay, what do you think would stop you like, going for uh, drinking? Social, social, social events. Or like that. Like, look, for example... Couldn't you go to those events without drinking? I could. Mm -hmm. I could. Like, uh, I don't know. The price, price of cocktails and stuff in New York will make you forget, make you just sit down and respect yourself. So, Dude, I beg. Honestly, you, saved, you, you 
save? I think the main thing for me, like how my life has changed since I stopped like drinking and stuff like that a lot, I save so much money and I spend that money on food and I live an amazing life because of it. Yeah, so yeah, fair enough, fair enough. No, like, like honestly, like basically I've become a regular at some of like, like my favorite restaurants around London. So all of the places I've always wanted to eat at, I go there and I have money to go and spend it there now because I stopped drinking. But yeah, 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 yeah. It, it just depends. Sure. Like, if you really want to stop drinking, you can, but you don't have to stop it 100%. I think you just need to kind of limit how much you do it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd like to, but then again, I don't know. It messes Ooh. with your productivity and it messes with your weight. Yeah, it really does. Man, I'm still looking like. I'm looking like a fucking bastard these days, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like. It's tough, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, as soon as I, like, because I picked the worst time to stop drinking. I stopped drinking in the middle of uh, my masters, and that's when everyone was still, like, in hardcore party mode. Because in, during your masters, I felt like people kind of felt like, oh, this is our last opportunity to really kind of be like kids, you know, before we go into the real world and have to start working all the time, and, like, we have to party hard. And I, I chose to stop drinking, so a lot of people kind of distanced themselves from me because of it. Mm hmm. Oh, it was like my dad. I remember he said he went to Sonia's for one of those parents weekend, mm -hmm. and the first thing that they read, all these Weibo parents noticed about him is that ah, this gentleman doesn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve of this man! Can you imagine, like that sort of thing, where um, you're meeting your friend, your son's other, um, what father or parent or parents, and you're like. Hey, can I offer you a drink? And you and the guys just like, yeah, I don't really drink like that. I don't drink like that. It's like, oh. it's like that time I was in a plane. And I was, uh, I got upgraded. Again, I don't know why. Every time you get upgraded to this class, or something like that, I just feel like I feel so dirty, man. I feel like I've done something wrong. Well, and I'm just they sitting. Offer you complimentary champagne. Um, and Trump and I was like, nah, not till the sun's down. And then the and then the the, 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 the flight host is just looking at me, really? Turning out a drink? How dare you? Mm. Giving me sass about this. I'm just like, I don't want to drink. Me, uh, yeah, I ordered every, well, I didn't order alcohol, but I ordered every other drink that they had on the menu. So they had like smoothies, they had like sparkling uh, non-alcoholic drinks. I was taking everything. I was like, ah, yeah, I'm living this life. Or, uh, <laughs> but that, that was when... Uh, I was working in Switzerland and I was getting points for using my credit cards um, towards my, air, my um, air, airline stuff. So I was I was always getting upgraded. What else? What else? I mean, well, uh, it's like, I don't know. We should wrap up soon anyway. We'll wrap up soon, but something I just remember now is that I remember we always used to talking to one of our guys. I'll give him the nickname D. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I always used to talk with him. Talking about, oh man, by 26, I'll be living on my own. By 26, I'll have a full time job. I'll be having a job that pays me well, that kind of stuff. I said, no, I look at where I am. I said, well, I've got one or two of them down, but man, guy, a full time paying job that pays well. Not exactly. That's the funny thing about this old aging process. The older I know that you get, the more I realize that the goals that you set yourself back then, 
We call them like, like fairy tales. Remember when we were like, so yeah, remember when we were sunny and someone like saying, bruh, we're going to be in bloody, ah, we're going to be in bloody, when we finish university, man, we'll get the high-paying job. Now, 10-year reunion, which is two years away from now, fucking scary when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be balling, and we're going to be that guy that come in the nicest suits. In the bands. In the bands. And they'll be like, oh. To be honest with you, that's still my plan. That okay. might happen, though. But it's, not even, it's not even about my too. That's still. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about. So you're going to rent? You're going to rent a car? No, I'm not going to rent a car. Well, I'll I'll get someone. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so you're challenge on this, on this no, 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 no. I'm not going to stunt on people and act like I have money that I don't have. But basically, after leaving my first degree, for an entire year, I was hustling. I was I applied to almost 500 jobs. And by the time I got the one job, that's when I moved to Switzerland and I worked in a bank. And essentially, I got the high-paying job that, I did, like, that we used to talk about. We were like, oh, okay, like, you know, get your own apartment, live on your own, get like a high-paying job. I got it when most of our peers didn't have that kind of job. Nobody else had it. So basically, I was in a position where I was getting way more money than I knew what to do with. And I don't know, I just started wiling out, man, drinking like three times a week. Like a lot, uh, going out all the time, partying. Overwatch, watch through thin things. Yeah, tin, Tinder dates all the time. Like, I was, I just, I just went nuts, and I didn't know how to handle it. Um, but now it's completely different. Um, so. No, I don't know, man. Guy, once I secure, once I secure that job in here in the city, man, guy. Secure the bag. Secure the bag by any means necessary. Start saving. I think I need to start saving now, man. Yeah, saving is uh, very, it's very important. Save, 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 save that But aut- automate your savings process. So just make sure it just comes out of your bank account automatically so that you don't even have to think about it. Think about it. Just be like, okay, a good percentage of what I goes into saving. A good percentage I'll use for my own benefits. Uh, I'll put in my private account or whatever. Fam, you never gave me that Swiss bank accounts. How far now? Uh, what do you mean? I said when you were moving to Switzerland, I said, guys, sort boys out with, with Swiss, bank, Swiss bank account. Huh? I still have my own, though. I don't know about you, bro. But, uh, is you but you, well, the thing is, I can't sort you out with one, one because <laughs> one, you don't have the minimum amounts that you can put inside the bank account. And second nah. of all, you're not a Swiss resident, so you can't open one. Because they're trying to It's just a joke I used to make all the time. Yeah. Before I know it, I started hiding money in empty apartments in Kui. This guy, man, I've seen all the tricks of the trade. People hide money in Switzerland, people hide money in Mauritius, people put money in Luxembourg. The tax breaks you get, man, honestly. People are now claiming animals are eating money now, so, my guy. <laughs> I don't know, that's in Nigeria, that's not. Nigeria, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's first started with snake, it's gone to monkey. Before you know it, they'll now say shark. People just get more and more ridiculous with some of these stories. Ah, uh, you know, for the what makes me laugh about those stories is just how confident they are when they're saying that that's a snake swallowed it. I say, yeah, imagine. So, 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 steal money, and they'll be like, so, what did you do with the money? And they'll be like, ah, Oga, on my life, on my family's life, on my mother's life, on my sister's life, on my son's life, a snake ate the money. Say what? A snake ate the money. I, I don't know what to tell you. It just happened so fast. Like, before I knew it, my, my entire life is over. I don't know what to do. 
That's that's another episode topic. How people use religion as an excuse for their stupid behavior. Nah, 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 nah. No, because people do all kinds of nonsense. Like they be like, "Oh, I cheated on you, baby," but it wasn't me. It was the devil. It was the alcohol. Like you know, I wasn't thinking right. You know, if it's me and you, girls, us against the world. If I was really thinking straight, I would never do that shit to you, girl. You know all my life, baby. Baby, you know I love you, girl. Yeah, <laughs> you sound like you sound like one of them guys of Boondocks. This one, no, but this is, how, this is what people sound like. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, um, what, yeah, else is, what else is going on? Oh, I think we're running. We're running over. Let's wrap up. We're running over. You know, one thing I'm going to learn this year is do not be sorry. Be better. Exactly. Don't, yeah. When something bad happens, don't be sorry. Be better. And that's our lesson for today. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Oh my god, you're not G.I. Joe. Please stop that. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe! American heroes! G.I. Joe! Thank you for listening to uh, this week's episode of the Raz Guys podcast. I really appreciate the fact that you've stuck with us so long, despite the fact that Elisa is horribly singing the G.I. Joe theme song. Um, I could be singing, I could be humming the actual theme. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. When you hear that theme song, that theme song is hype. Don't you want to punch someone when you hear that theme song? Honestly, you want to smash an electric guitar, you want to punch someone in the face, you want to set. Fun fact, fun fact, you know that Spider Man one from the 90s? Guess who did that epic guitar riff near the end? I know that, yeah, who did that? ACDC. Yo, dude, some of those night. Okay, um, those nineties themes. We need to do a part two of those nineties nostalgia throwbacks. Um, bro, those themes bro, 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 bro. So I think lit. that. No, we need to talk about that next time, around, man. I have so many. I was just listening to so many the other day. I, I got to tell people you got to listen to some of these ones, man. Okay, let's make that next week's um topic. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoy your week. And remember, stay cool. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>